it is Pentecost Sunday. Today is Pentecost Sunday. That means it is the birthday, essentially, of the church. This movement that took place starting in Jerusalem with the, the Holy Spirit descending. And then we are here, essentially, today as a result of what took place uh, in that upper room. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about what that means for us today, what that meant for them then. But before we get there, I have a really important question for you. You have to just think about this. I want you to think, not say it out loud. Wait a minute. Actually, hold on. Back up. Is there anybody here who has never been to Disneyland? All right, good. Uh, Everybody here has been at some point to Disneyland. Okay, I want you just to think of what your favorite ride. If you were to go on a ride immediately after this church service was was ending, and we're not counting, counting California Adventure, counting Disneyland, the original, what ride would you go on? Now, think about it. Got it? All right. Now, say it out loud on the count of three. One, two, three. Okay. I didn't hear any. That was like the, the spirit had descended in this room and we all talked in tongues. That was amazing. Uh, that, was, that was close. Hold on. Okay, wait. I want to hear it again. Same thing. I want, I, actually, I want you to hear if anybody else says your your attraction, your ride. All right, ready? One, two, three, go. Okay, I heard Matterhorn. I heard Space Mountain. I heard, what else did I hear? Indiana Jones. Okay. What was, Deborah, was yours? Pirates of the Caribbean. Did anybody else have Pirates of the Caribbean? No? Yes? Yeah? All right, down here. Wendy, what was yours? This is my wife, Wendy, over there, by the way. Say hi. Uh, what was yours? That Star Wars thing. Rise of the resistance is what it is. Uh, All right, good. Uh, Anybody else? Did anybody here say it's a small world? Um, I like, okay, see, it gets uh, like a mixed reaction. Uh, Even though it's been there for 56 years, it's a small world has been there at Disneyland for 56 years now, and yet it still persists and people still go on it and they love it at Christmas time. Uh, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be coming back to that. I'm going to be circling back to that this morning. But before we go to there, now let's talk about Pentecost. Pentecost Sunday today means how long has it been since you celebrated Easter? 50 days. Look at you guys, scholars. Uh, it's actually, I think, I, I felt like when I looked at it on the calendar, it's like 48 or 49 today. But we'll count it as 50. Uh, but that is true. It's 50 days since we celebrate Easter Everybody who was um, there at the time of the, the crucifixion and the resurrection, they actually returned to Jerusalem to celebrate, actually not Passover. They were there when Jesus died on the cross. They were there to celebrate Passover. Uh, they came back to Jerusalem to celebrate the giving of the law. That's why all of these Jewish people had come back to Jerusalem because they were celebrating the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. That was what they were there for. And then these believers gathered in the upper room, and something amazing happened. And before we look at the Acts scripture that talks about what, what took place in the upper room, we're going to look at Genesis that will help us give, us give us a good context of what we're looking at. So if you have your Bibles, uh, you can turn to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. I think this will be on, on the screen too. Starting at verse 1. And you may be familiar with this story, but let's read it together. Well, I'll read it. Uh, Now the whole world had one language 
And most people thought that language was Hebrew, at least the rabbis considered that one language to be Hebrew, Uh, and a common speech. Verse 2, as the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. And then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the entire earth. I want to just say something. When I heard about the Tower of Babel story when I was a kid, I always was told that they built the tower to reach God in some way. That's how I was. But this scripture says that they built the tower to make a name for themselves. Make a name for themselves. That is the original uh, temptation that the snake offered Eve. If you do this, you can be like God. And so they started realizing what they could do, man's ingenuity, what they could make. They changed even how they did the construction materials. And then all of a sudden, they're going to make a name for themselves with this city, this tower that says, look at what we can do. Look what we can accomplish together. Um, Then it says, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. And the Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down. By the way, I love the word us in that. I like the God posse that he brings down. Uh, from heaven to earth. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there, the Lord scattered them over the face of the entire earth. So the very thing that the people did not want to happen, let's work together, let's build something together, they were actually, that worked against them. God and some other people with the Lord decided to change all their language and scatter them among the earth, the whole earth. Uh, So they were not going to be able to make a name for themselves because they weren't going to be able to work together. Now what's interesting, and after you go to... uh, Nazarene Bible College, you go to Point Loma, you start hearing that a lot of what took place when Jesus came into the picture is a reversal of so many things that took place in the Old Testament under the Old Covenant system. And I've always been told that the story of Pentecost is the reversal of what took place at Babel. The story of Pentecost is the reversal of what took place at Babel. So let's look at this story in Acts, the thing that we're all celebrating today, the birthday of the church, and that's found in Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Acts chapter 2, starting with verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, and again, that's 50 days after uh, the celebration of Passover, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, and and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. Notice that it does say tongues, but it's specifically about other languages. It's not necessarily a spirit language. This is specifically the other languages that came about through Babel. The very other languages that they all started speaking because they were building that tower together, now they're all speaking these other languages. Even people that were supposedly not from those other regions, now they're all speaking these different languages. Um, and by the way, it's, 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 a, it's a really good... We see language as a good thing. We, I took Spanish in high school. Uh, did you all take a foreign language when you were in high school? What was the foreign language? Again, we're going to practice a lot of speaking in tongues today. Uh, what was the foreign language that you took when you were in high school? Mm, see, it's all gibberish. I went, I went, by the time it gets up here. Uh, French, I heard French. I heard Spanish. What else did I hear? German? Any others? Anybody else take a, another language besides those? Latin. Ooh, in high school. Wow. Interesting. Not a good idea. Not a good idea because they offered it in high school or, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I never used it again. Um, well, well, now we see that this is a cel- we can celebrate these different languages and we understand that learning these different languages helps us communicate with one another. But back then, back then at the time uh, of, of uh, this Pentecost, and everything that was taking pl- place 2,000 years ago, it was not seen as a good thing. To, every, you had your language that makes you you in your culture, in your place in the world. That's that. I have my culture. This is my language for this place in the world that I'm at. For my God, you have your gods. This is really interesting because this is now seen as almost a celebration of these different languages being spoken. Let's continue on. Uh, now... There were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Every nation. When they heard this sound of everyone speaking in these different languages, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? How are we hearing these Galileans speak all these different languages? They didn't even go learn Latin in high school. Uh, just, they just somehow know it. Uh, how is that happening? And then you can actually see where all these different language groups are from. You see the Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. Um, I hate, by the way, just, I've been a youth pastor for a long time. Whenever I see this, I always give it to the kid who can't read the best just to hear how they try to pronounce it, and I enjoy that so much. So I hate having to read all these names. Uh, Phrygia, let's go with that, and uh, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, uh, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them all declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Uh, I like that last verse too. Some, however, made fun of them and said that they had too much wine. Um, Because they're speaking these languages all in the upper room. And I love this story because it is not Babel reversed. 
As much as I've heard that, even growing, going through school and everything, this is not Babel reversed because if Babel was reversed, what would have happened in the upper room after the Holy Spirit descended? What would have happened? Everybody would have talked the same. Everybody would have spoken one language again. In this case, that did not happen. What happened is that God recognized these different cultures that had all come about after Babel and recognizes these distinct, special, unique cultures and backgrounds, lets them have their language, but now gives them all one story. And this one story is what binds them together. Not the language, but the story. So it's not reversing Babel. It's recognizing that Babel had its necessity and then recognizing here we're going to a new place, a different place. And all these people with all their own languages and cultures, they're going to be able to have one story. And that is a good thing. It's worth celebrating. Um, uh, This is really an important thing to understand. The fact that people from other tribes shared this story together was huge. That we are all recognizing that this story is important to us. Uh, We are supposed to be in the Church of the Nazarene about continuing the redemptive work of Christ in the power of the Spirit. Deborah's here. She knows because she does missions. Wherever, how many places is the Church of the Nazarene? Look at that. 163. She didn't even know I was, it was a test today. Uh, 163 places. All those different language groups. All those different people groups. And yet, we're all beginning to share the one story while recognizing how important those cultures are. And all of that took place at Pentecost, and it's worth celebrating. That is an amazing thing. All these tribes, all speaking their own language, yet telling the one story. We are supposed to be continuing the redemptive work of Jesus Christ in the power of the Spirit. And it is happening. It is happening. Even in the midst of our Babel. Even in the midst of our different tongues. Uh, And it's not, I repeat, not to make a name for ourselves. It's not to make a name for ourselves. That's what the Babel builders wanted, to make a name for ourselves. Uh, that, the look what we can do thing, that's pretty, I mean, like I said, been in youth ministry 23 years. That's how social media works. Look what we can do. Look what I can do. Look at my achievements. Let me show off what I can do. That's how a lot of things work in the world. That's a lot of Babel. But what took place in the upper room on Pentecost Sunday was look at what God is doing through us. Um, which brings us back to it's a small world. Ah, you knew I was going to get back there. Uh, it was originally created as an attraction that was going to be called Children of the World for the New York World's Fair that took place between 1964 and 1965. By the way, whatever happened to World's Fairs? I want to know. Maybe they're still happening. I don't think they are. But anyway, they used to have world's fairs. And uh, this took place in New York, 1964, 1965. This was a place where the nations of the world came together to see what they were accomplishing in technology and other innovations. 
And the theme for that World's Fair was peace through understanding. Peace through understanding. And it was dedicated, here it is, it was dedicated to man's achievement on a shrinking globe in an expanding universe. Man's achievement on a shrinking globe in an expanding universe. Essentially, the theme of the New York World's Fair was look what we can do. Like Babel. Look at what we can do. Look at the achievements that we've created. Look at the things that we've built. I can imagine how easy it would be to be distracted from the creator of all things as we look at whatever we created. It becomes very much, instead of recognizing the creator of all things at work in everything, it becomes very easy to focus on ourselves and our own achievements. Hence, sometimes these world's fairs that say, look what we can do. And in the midst of this world's fair about what we can do, what we created, here in the midst of this, all these different uh, uh, um, buildings that had all of these different types of, uh, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Exhibits, thank you. Exhibit halls, exhibits. Here was this floating boat ride through all the nations of the world. Originally, uh, It's a Small World was supposed to have animatronic robot children throughout the ride singing their own national anthems. It was supposed to be the national anthems of each culture as you went through it. And then Walt Disney heard that and said, it sounds awful. Uh, when you hear it, all these national anthems collide and they, they, don't, they, he, they called it disharmonic uh, cacophony. Disharmonic cacophony. Where everything clashed. It did not work. And so he told the Sherman brothers who were working on songs for Mary Poppins, come up with a song. One song that would then be spoken in everyone's own language, all these children's languages. One song then spoken in these different languages. That is the story of Pentecost. That is the story of Babel to Pentecost. In the midst of our achievements, look what we can do. Let's put this boat ride that signifies that everyone has one story, one song in all of their unique cultures and languages, so that no matter where you are in this boat ride, you would, able, you would be able to know exactly what song they're singing. You would know exactly what is being sung, even if it wasn't in your own language. And that is the story of Pentecost. So if you said right there, you, you like that ride, good, because you understand Pentecost. <laughs> You like that ride because there is something deeper at work there when you recognize that everyone, that it sort of binds us together, that these, the words of the song, and let me just say just part of it, there's so much that we share that it's time that we're aware. It's a small world after all. It, all these things that we share in common. I love the understanding of Pentecost being everything that was previously divided starting at Babel, moving on down. Everything that previously divided us, let's look for the commonality between us. Let's look for the consistency. Let's look for the story that we all share. And that is something worth 
celebrating. Um, one of the things I wanted to just end with is that the Jewish people met in Jerusalem at that time to celebrate the giving of the law. What they got was far better. What they got was the spirit of God that let them live out the truth of Jesus into all the world. The law helped the people be good Israelites in Israel. What happened at Pentecost allowed them to take the spirit of God and move it out everywhere. Everywhere. The thing that Jesus came to to really reinforce to the Israelites was that they were supposed to be, they shouldn't forget and forgo their first first mission, which was to be a blessing to the nations. They were called to be a blessing, not just to themselves, but to everyone. And what took place at Pentecost was a reminder that this is not for just you. This is for the people in that land and that land and all of these people, all of these cultures that maybe you've been told that you shouldn't even agree with or come to a common table with. No, this is for them too. You are to be a blessing for others. And so where they recognized the law served its purpose for them to be in Israel, the Spirit allows them to take it everywhere. Everywhere. That's why we can be here in California on a Sunday morning celebrating the fact that we have heard the good news and we want to respond to what Jesus can do in our life for the world around us. That's why the Nazarene church is in 163, is that what you said, 63? 163 different places, nations around the world. What a fantastic gift this movement of the Spirit has brought us. An opportunity for all all of us to look like Jesus because of the Spirit of God that dwells within us and over us. Uh, This gift would be one that would not separate people, but would build people up. Not about what we can do, but what God can do through us. How we can start recognizing the beauty in other people's traditions and cultures and start sharing the one story that now binds us all together. And this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. We're going to go ahead and prepare to take communion together. Um, So if we could have the ushers come forward to receive the elements and the worship team uh, to come on up. Thank you.